pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast version of this week's One Life Left Radio Show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. Uh, we've just rattled through the show. Um, it went okay, I think. There's a big audio feature in there, which during it I was wondering if it was a bit too long. Um, I did cut a lot from it, um, mm. I have to say, uh, and we didn't, like I said, didn't bother with the racing section. But hopefully you'll get a flavour of the trip to Japan. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it, Simon. It's the first time I heard it, and okay. I lulled a few times, so hopefully the listeners will. I can't recall what other bits and bobs we did record. We, so we there is the Nintendo store, um, so there is that. Was there anything else mm-hmm. you remember us recording? I remember us recording a little bit after we bought the batteries for the device, but that was basically all we did in the electronics store. Yeah, we didn't do so any more in this, there. No, so mm. um, but we can talk about we can talk about some more consumerism next week. I think because uh, have to run down our shopping. Yes, uh, Dexter was over at the weekend, and I gave him finally his his goodies from the Nintendo Switch. Mm. Very pleased. Um, so I do know what one of the things was. Um, it's uh, so the Zelda um, Tears of the Kingdom sweets are mm-hmm. little gummies, like the uh, based around the slimes within Zelda. Little gummies mm. you stab with a plastic fork, sorry, a plastic oh, nice. sword, and, and eat them that way. Uh, um, which- I opened cracked open some pokemon sweets last night okay uh, tiny tiny little gummies uh, they were terrible seven out of ten uh, <laughs> but but i did open um or rather lisa opened the animal crossing tin did you get that no oh okay small biscuits inside okay that. we have to be very, careful about this sort of thing because nice, uh my wife listens and what ha- what has happened since last week's show is that she then requests things that I didn't buy her. So, so <laughs> oh, the Animal Crossing scales sound good. <laughs> yeah, cool. I, I'm no longer in Tokyo. <laughs> uh, All right, let's um, let's change the subject then. Simon, okay. I've got a piece of media to recommend. Okay, it has nothing to do with video games. Right? Have you seen the Ronnie O'Sullivan documentary? No. Are you gonna see it? What's it on? I, I play. It's currently on Amazon. Okay, I no, I will do. It is brilliant. We all love Ronnie. Yeah, and it is horrifying. Oh. Like, as in, you know, have you ever watched him do that? Well, you, you will have done. The the fastest 147 ever yes. in five minutes. Oh, there's my door. Yeah. Um, fastest 147 ever, yeah. right? And I watched that more than any other YouTube clip, I think, and I'm still tense. Yeah. During it, yeah. snooker is a game of tension. Yeah. Of there's no way he's going to pop that. No way, and then he does in that instance. This is that magnified by a million. It is the most harrowing, uh, like <laughs> mentally harrowing documentary I think I've seen. It's brilliant. Thoroughly recommended. Oh, thank you. I will add that to the list. Thank you. I was a bit annoyed. I tried to load up on Amazon documentaries for the flight, and then I turned on my tablet on the flight, and it was like, oh, you've only half downloaded this. And so so I couldn't watch them. Scumbags. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Right. Well, thank you. Um, Thanks for the recommendation. If you've got any other media recommendations, gaming or otherwise, please do email somebody knocking on your door. door Go and ask them. I'm going downstairs, Simon, while yeah. you close out the show. Okay, right. Well, um, 
Steve's got, Steve's got three stories in in his house to show off, so I'm going to have to go. keep this going for longer. Um, let's see who's at the door. Whether I've managed to get there in time. Let's let's see okay. how his whole house internet uh, holds it's a, up. It's a delivery man. Sorry, I'm doing a radio show. <laughs> Literally right. right now. It's all right. Thank you. Have a good day. There we go. What is it? Boxes. It's the Royal Mail. I don't know. They're addressed to. They're not addressed to me. Oh, how disappointing. Oh. Good right. Nice one. All right. Well, blimey. Well, there you go. That's one way of closing the show off with a door slamming. Uh, Please enjoy. Uh, We'll see you next week. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. It is Monday, the 27th of November, 2023, and my name is still Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron, and a very happy Cyber Monday to you, Steve. <laughs> How is your Cyber Monday going, Simon? Oh, Any bargains? Well, that was the thing I was referencing last week. Uh, I have picked up a bit of a Billy bargain this week. Uh, I bought um, a new laptop, a new gaming laptop, um, and I found the whole process horrible. <laughs> have you bought? Have you bought? A, have you bought anything before? <laughs> have you? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, what do you mean? Like just worrying about like buyer's remorse, or well. So, you know, I, I, my previous laptop um, was getting a little long in the tooth. I was struggling to play some games for work on it. And so I, I figured I should upgrade the shed. No better time to do it than uh, Black Friday week, as it's called now, on Amazon. Um, and so I had my eyes on gaming laptops. And, um, you know, they uh, – and also uh, keeping like sort of one eye on the Hot UK Deals forum where they mm. – uh publicize deals and yeah uh, lots of lots of tech available for cheaper than it was the week before it seemed um but there's a particular form of stress where you are reading opinions from people you've never met you probably don't trust mm-hmm. who will feel very strongly about whether or not something that you're intending to buy is is worth it or not yeah um, so so the thing has got four stars four and a half stars maybe and you're like well what could be wrong with this? I'll just check the reviews. And you go, well, I should look at a couple of negative ones. And then you're like, right, I'm not having that. Definitely not having that. So mm. the one I s- settled on was um, a Lenovo uh, Lock, L-O-Q, mm. uh, gaming laptop. Um, it was previously um, like £1,300. It's got an RTX 4060 in it, Steve. I mean, if you want to use their AI-powered frame generation system, it's the clear choice, it seems. That's that card. Um, uh, now, it was going... <laughs> it was offered on Very, which is mm-hmm. the, the catalogue-style uh, store, which encourages you to take credit... Uh, for 899 I think it was. So it dropped quite significantly. And then, actually, if you were a first-time customer, which I was, and you opened a line of credit with them, this is how they get you, mm-hmm. it was 20% off. So wow. I think I ended up getting it for sort of £640, pounds, mm-hmm. RTX 4060. Um, but, oh, no, on the Hot UK's deals f- uh, forum. So I ordered it. I was quite excited about it. And then you carry on reading things about it. And, you know, PC Gamer gave the laptop 70%. I'm like, oh. uh, everyone else is saying, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, so it's so the build quality is bad, mm-hmm. good. Um, keyboard's rubbish. Okay, great. Some person said that the screen's so bad, uh, you can't see the color red on it. <laughs> <laughs> and and a- all the while, <laughs> do I need red? You do uh, if you're playing the- Robocop. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, all the while, you know, I, so I'm excited about the purchase, but then also going, oh, God, it's going to be rubbish, isn't it? I'd, I'd sort of 
um, rationalize the purchase by going, well, look, it's mainly going to be used in the shed, right? So mm-hmm. it's heavy, Steve. It's a heavy laptop. Everyone likes thin light laptops. It's heavy, but I'm not going to move it much. And plus, I've got to plug it into, into another screen if I want to see red. Um, but yeah, it was just, uh, it, you know, I ordered it. I was excited about it. Read The more I read about it, the more I dreaded it. It's arrived and it's brilliant. Is it? brilliant yeah it is can you see the red i can see red on it i don't know what they were talking about (laughs) but what a way to suck out the fun out of you know being excited about a new piece of technology arriving Mm. Uh, yeah it's terrific anyway it's here and it's great uh so um yes yaboo sucks to pc gamer and 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 the ilk um i'm very happy with my purchase i was playing cyberpunk with uh ray tracing on oh Mm. it's over over 60 fps steve (laughs) it's a bold new world where i can revisit old games so yes uh that was my black friday uh purchase this week i'm never buying anything again simon um we're, we're a video game radio show we talk about video games uh for an hour we run Video game news section presented by Charles Bott, our AI newsreader. That will happen shortly. We have video game letters coming up, or do we? Or don't we? You also might hear intermittent fan noises, by the way. It's been going on, because again, it's loud, isn't it? So <laughs> let's see how we get on. Wait, are you running this off your laptop? I am, yeah. It's plugged into the shed. It's now powering the, it's powering the shed. Okay, fantastic. I thought you looked a bit less red today. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a, we have, we'll have video game reviews coming up at the end of the show. Very much looking forward to seeing what Simon's been playing this week on his new gaming laptop. And we've got something very special this week, don't we, Simon? It's not a guest. Or is it? You will be hearing from our responsible adult uh, because over the weekend I pulled together just a little bit of audio from our Japanese trip uh, where we venture into an arcade. So exciting! I remember that day. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we can do some director's commentary after that to replace the letters section that we don't have. Not because of us, because of you. We're here exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, but we are a video game radio show. We do can cover the news, and it is time right now for that news. It's Charles Bot. <laughs> Me, Charles Bot 1.1. Ubisoft has blamed a technical error for the unwelcome appearance of a pop-up ad in Assassin's Creed games this week. The ad, promoting a Black Friday deal for the latest game in the series, Assassin's Creed Mirage, interrupted players while they were trying to access the in-game map. Ubisoft, known for promoting other games in the series via the main menu, quickly resolved the issue. Meanwhile, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Ubisoft's biggest PS5 and Xbox Series XS launch to date, is set to receive a free update in December. Now, if only my toaster would stop showing ads for crumpets. In the spirit of this humorous mishap, let's imagine some other ridiculous ways games could include adverts. Perhaps in the middle of a high-speed car chase in Grand Theft Auto, a billboard could suddenly spring up advertising the latest model of the car you're driving. Or maybe in the midst of a heated battle in Call of Duty, your character could receive a phone call from a telemarketer selling life insurance. The possibilities for hilariously inappropriate game adverts are endless. (laughs) Thank you, Charles. Uh, I like did you the, see um, this? I like the pause that he gave between those two things. Like, <laughs> oh, he stopped. No. Uh, here are some hilarious things I could also say. Uh, did I see this? I did see this. I saw the internet largely, in fact, wholly not believing Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, oh, we're sorry. <laughs> so, sorry. Sorry we're advertising our game off. Uh, yes. Um, yes. Uh, it did look quite funny, though, mm. didn't it? Did uh, now you're you're a Ubisoft defender. You've been enjoying Assassin's Creed recently. Uh, how do you feel about this? I mean, do you think that they are telling the truth when they said it was a ho- it was an accident? Well, it was a waste of an advert on me, or it would have been because I already own Assassin's Creed Mirage, don't I? Um, mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. Um, it would uh, um, 
You would have to hope so. You'd have to hope that they were <laughs> being so stupid uh, as to put an advert within a map for another game. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I'd be interested to know how the, how the sales did. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but uh, it certainly did look funny in some of the clips that were shared online. Um, I guess we'll have to see whether it gets repeated, won't we? Well, or as as Reddit think, whether it gets repeated a couple of years down the line, because that's usually it's the tip of the iceberg, Simon. It's the tip of the iceberg. First, they accidentally put a an advert in the maps in your game. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're putting adverts on uh, pop up billboards in GTA, as Charles suggested, which I assume already happens, right? Like, there's plenty of billboards advertising things in video games, in car racing video games. Not so sure about calls from telemarketers, though. It's only a matter of time until the Ubisoft accidentally ring you, Steve. In a move as invigorating as a cup of Earl Grey on a drizzly London afternoon. Yo-Yo Games has now made its game development engine, GameMaker, available for non-commercial use at no cost. Previously, developers were required to pay a monthly subscription fee to export or publish their games. Now they can do so without parting with a single penny unless they intend to commercialize their game. In such a case, a one-time commercial license fee of $1.99 is necessary. Console developers, however, must still be prepared to pay as the $79.99 monthly fee persists. It's somewhat like having your cake and eating it too, but only if you're not planning to sell slices. In the Unity boardroom, the news hit like a thunderbolt on a clear day. The room was filled with a stunned silence, broken only by the soft rustling of papers and the occasional sniffle. One by one, heads bowed, tears welled up in eyes and trickled down onto the polished mahogany table. The usually vibrant room was filled with a sense of melancholy. The Unity team, always proud of their competitive edge, felt the sting of this unexpected move. It was a day they would remember, a day that brought them together in shared sorrow, a day that made them more determined than ever to rise above the challenge. I just asked him to speculate on what was going on in the Unity boardroom. He really yeah. ran with that, didn't he? Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Perfect. When they make Perfect. the movie, uh, we were thinking about using Game Maker, uh, the the company, Magic Cave, the company that I work for and with, uh, to build out my new puzzle game. So yeah, yeah. Start the year when we started uh, working on this uh, brilliant upcoming puzzle game. Uh, switched out of unity and into something else and it was going to be either game maker or the option that we went with which is a default uh, the engine that king used to use and sort of have spun off into its own thing now well if only they'd made this announcement earlier steve they could have had your custom couldn't they <laughs> they could have done and this uh, you know we've both used game maker haven't we uh, it's a really nice engine to work with uh, and this seems like a really really strong move on their part it's a good pr move wasn't it yes uh i've <laughs> bought and paid for um two versions of game maker i think it was game maker 2 and game maker 3 mm. plus a couple of the export modules and stuff it's always the way isn't it always the way um i think i bought game maker 3 and then decided to stop making games i think i bought <laughs> game maker 3 because what happened was I, I used to do it on the train on the way into work tonight mm. and then the switch came out ah. uh so uh, i was playing games rather than making them the world can breathe a sigh of relief um but yeah this is great you know it's a great uh engine for getting rapid prototypes up and running very very user friendly very you know game maker will always do its best to mm. work around any errors in your code and in, in mine there were many um yeah it was a joy to use and it was good to see lots of positivity about this when they announced it during the week so you think you're going to be uh, going back in, Simon? No, Bangman 2? No, no. no, absolutely not. Epic Games is preparing to bid adieu to Fortnite's current season with a bang, quite literally, in a live event dubbed The Big Bang. Scheduled for December 2nd, this spectacle promises a memorable reveal and even features a surprise guest, the real Slim Shady Eminem. The event, which includes flashing lights, will also showcase Lego, rhythm and racing modes. However, Epic has issued a warning for those with photosensitivity or epilepsy. So if you're game for a bit of nostalgia and don't mind the occasional seizure, this could be just the ticket. Looking ahead, we can only imagine the increasingly outlandish ways Fortnite might choose to end its seasons. 
Perhaps they'll host a giant rubber duck invasion event where players must navigate a sea of squeaky toys to reach the victory royale. Or maybe they'll introduce a dance-off at the disco finale where the last player standing isn't the one with the most kills, but the one with the best dance moves. And who knows, maybe one day we'll see a Pac-Man takeover with players running around a giant maze, gobbling up power-ups while avoiding ghostly opponents. With Fortnite, the future is always full of surprises, and we can't wait to see what they come up with next. Uh, I saw the Lego stuff, Simon. Did you? I didn't. No. Tell me about it. Well, all I know is uh, Lego. Lego's social media accounts ran a teaser of the um, the Fortnite llama built out of Lego. What? Now that's not what Charles. I, I assumed that meant that there are Fortnite sets coming, uh, and I guess that might because what Charles referenced there was a Fortnite was a Lego mode. It was, in, wasn't it? Yeah, in Fortnite. So maybe it's a thing that goes two ways, or maybe our AI bot has misunderstood the proposition. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to have to be careful here because I can't remember who told me some stuff about it, uh, whether it's <laughs> confidential. But um, yeah, I, I suspect that it's probably just the Lego Llama. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, you suspect. Well, no, no, that's as that said. Charles, Charles seems to know what he's talking about. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the what what the Lego interaction will be. Mm-hmm. Um, they may or may not have been working on this for some time. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Fortnite's back, Simon. This is, uh, you know, we haven't talked about it on the news for a while, but they had their biggest number of users ever. Uh, we talked about that, uh, I think, last week, or was it before we left? Yeah. Oh, the footballers will be doing the flossing again yeah, soon, yeah, won't yeah. they, Steve? It's all coming back. It's all coming back. Um, you think this is a brief moment and then it'll be on the decline again? Or do you think re- the, the kids are back into it? Yeah, I, so the longer term plans with Fortnite are more about. So we've seen them open up the creator side of things, mm-hmm. where you can sort of use it as as an engine in itself to do a lot of different things. And I think that the, the Lego collaboration potentially makes a lot of sense there. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's no doubt that something like Roblox has piqued the interest of Epic, mm-hmm. and I think this is probably a move towards that uh, more of that. So who knows, Steve. Mm. I had a, a, a little go with the uh, with Unreal Editor for Fortnite, and it's very, very easy to make a game that is very, very similar to Fortnite. And then the further you move away from Fortnite, the more things you you have to break. But obviously, that's going to go wider. And uh, I imagine on their roadmap is just bringing Unreal Editor and Unreal Editor for Fortnite, you know, closer and closer together, so that yeah, like you say, everyone can create their own worlds, their own games, and uh, they can benefit from those, but also so can Epic. And that's the true vision of the metaverse, isn't it, Simon? Indeed, yes. Um, maybe Bangman 2 will be, will be coming to Fortnite. <laughs> In a delightful twist of reality, EA is inviting fans to become the ultimate property mogul in celebration of The Sims 4's upcoming expansion pack for Rent. On 7th and the 8th of December 2023, a pop-up installation of the fictitious Land Grab and Amp, Sons Estate Agents will be open in central London, offering fans a chance to try out the expansion pack and interact with their favourite characters. Unfortunately, most free tickets have already been claimed, but a waitlist is available. The expansion pack itself allows players to experience the hustle and bustle of being a landlord in the vibrant city of Tomara. Now here's a wild thought. What if the video games industry could learn something from the notorious behavior of evil landlords? Imagine game developers implementing the same ruthless tactics to monopolize the market, hiking up prices for in-game purchases and creating artificial scarcity to drive demand. Or perhaps they could introduce a pay-to-play model where players are charged exorbitant rent for their virtual properties, forcing them to grind for hours or spend real money to avoid eviction. These outrageous strategies could potentially revolutionize the industry, pushing the boundaries of player engagement and monetization. Of course, this is purely hypothetical and not a suggestion for actual practice. (laughs) Is that right, Charles? Thanks. Well, some of those practices, but both those practices are already in there, aren't they? Hmm. Evil Um, landlords in the games industry. Another nice 
pop-up event, Simon? The sort of thing that you used to craft a couple uh, of decades be, ago? Used to be my bread and butter, this sort of stuff. <laughs> I really did. Yeah, I, you know, I've got a fondness for them. Uh, it's mm. a way of getting a, you know, it's a way of getting a new story on your favourite radio show, isn't it? But, um, uh, yeah, which ones have I done before? I did, um, we did a Resident Evil um uh, so we stood for a political party for Resident Evil. That was mm. terrifying. Um, I had to, apparently the um, the London police uh, do have a file on me now um, <laughs> because what we did then uh, we did um, we invited people to come down and bungee jump for a copy of Borderlands. That was, I mean, that was actually terrifying. I, I went mm. up in the on the crane and took some photos, and that was uh, that was horrific. Um, you've never you've never bungee jumped then? No, no. Me neither. Um, but lots of people did for a copy of Borderlands 2. I mean, people um, paid to do it. Well, yeah, no, it was... Um, I th- well, well, The original idea was that we wanted to put um, steam codes on the bungee mat. <laughs> so, so you had to so, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> well, you had to sort of memorise it as you sort of head down on it. But, but we, so we didn't do that in the end. We just gave everybody who, who was brave enough mm. to do it. Um, yeah, it was oversubscribed, that. Yeah. Um, did I? I must have told you about the time that we were going to project onto, a, onto the eclipse of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like. When, when you're doing this sort of thing, right, as an agency, your your mm. job is often to come up with ideas just to satis- just to show that you're thinking of them. And the yeah. best thing that you – or the thing that you hope for is that people will go, oh, that's a great idea, but we can't do it. But unfortunately, that um, – with the political party, which mm. I genuinely did get, there was a, a, lots of terrifying consequences of, uh, of, of, of doing that mm-hmm. um, and actually standing in a general election. Um with the projecting, it was for it was for one of the one of the Commander Conquer games. We were gonna as as the sky darkened, we were gonna project Kane onto the shadow um uh using a laser projector. And what we needed to guarantee was that it was that we're actually gonna do it onto cloud cover. We're gonna do it down mm-hmm. in the southwest. So as everybody's really excited and and uh, you know looking forward to this sort of once in a generation event, we were gonna <laughs> advertise a video game on it. <laughs> I think we called it off that week because we couldn't be certain that there'd be the, the cloud cover needed. I mean, it turns out on the day that there, that there would have been, but I'm really glad that we didn't do it. Mm. We would have caused a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um, I, the Sims is, is one of those huge video game sub industries that barely touches me at all that I don't hear about. Uh, but it, it, it you know they continue to churn out the expansions, and people love it. Simon, do you know any anyone who plays The Sims? No, uh, not anymore. No, it's mm-hmm. a, it's quite a time commitment, isn't it? But um, yeah, I mean it's, it's seemingly doing well. Looking yeah. forward to the new estate agent um, expansion. <laughs> Activision is on a mission to revolutionise your gaming experience by tailoring it to your live stream viewing habits. A recently published patent reveals that the company plans to track what you watch and use this information to personalize game recommendations. This could even extend to creating a game specifically for you or modifying an existing game to align with your preferences. On a different note, Activision's Call of Duty HQ launcher, designed to streamline game management and switching, has been criticized for its confusing interface and large file sizes. Ah, the joys of modern gaming, eh? Now let's have some fun and imagine some outlandish ways Activision might try to track player behavior to sell their games. Perhaps they'll start monitoring your snack consumption during gaming sessions, tailoring game suggestions to your favorite chip flavor, or maybe they'll analyze your pet's reactions to certain games, assuming that if your cat purrs during Call of Duty, you'll definitely want the latest release. They could even start tracking your sleep patterns, suggesting games based on whether you're a night owl or an early bird. Who knows, maybe they'll even invent a game that changes based on your mood, detected through your controller's vibrations. The possibilities are as endless as they are ridiculous. <laughs> Aren't they? They are. They are. Um, I don't get this, Simon. Um, how how are they going to do that? Surely that data is not theirs. Yeah, I don't. I didn't quite understand it either, but... Um, 
yesterday evening when I was doing this, there weren't that many interesting news stories. I have seen uh, some more have popped up because it's the Game Awards, isn't it? Lots of Game Awards oh. coverage has happened this morning, which no doubt we'll be reflecting on next week, having stayed Can't up for the wait. five or six hours that it's going to be banging <laughs> on about it. Um, but yes, I, I mean, and again, how surely they'd only be recommending Activision games to you as mm. well. So there's quite a limited um, way of them to... Yeah, I wonder if it's, what you're up to. I wonder if it's almost patent trolling yes. to a point that they put that out there and say, yeah, when we have all of this data, we can do this. And that means someone like Twitch or YouTube Live or whatever can't can't do the same thing without asking them nicely or licensing it or doing a deal with them where it only recommends Activision games uh, <laughs> to players. Um, makes sense, though. I have nothing more to say about that. <laughs> Let's crack on then. <laughs> Shall we? All right. Uh, thanks, Charles. One life left. Video game news with me, Charles Bot. One point one. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. We are the longest running video game radio show, radio show about video games that broadcasts in the English language in the world. That's what it says on the box. Uh, we are also a podcast. You can find the podcast at onelifeleft.com. There you can find the show notes, which have been put together by our under caretaker. Phil, who did some nice little edits to last week's show, uh, which is why you should listen live. You can listen live to the show that we record. Uh, we record on Monday, uh, Monday lunchtime, which is what time it is right now. Obviously, you might have been able to hear the rainstorm in the background during the news uh, section. Very, very cloudy in London. Uh, you can join us on uh, for the live session by uh, joining our Discord, which you can find link at hello. Dot one life left dot com. Indeed, and there are a few people doing that just now. Mm. Right, uh, we went to Japan the week before last, didn't we, Simon? We did. I miss it dearly. I am starting to get back into my normal sleeping pattern now. Still a bit tired in the late evenings, but uh, yeah, dearly, dearly miss it. I haven't had ramen for a week. <sighs> I, I got advertised advertised Huel noodles today. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a bodybuilder <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, but I was was tempted. Oh, noodles, noodles, noodles. Huel-dles. Uh But we did a lot over there. We had a lovely, lovely, lovely time. Um, last week we talked about our visit to the Nintendo store, didn't we? But that wasn't the only gaming content. What else did we do, Simon? did many things uh, sometime, some of which we tried to rec- capture via audio um and um uh what we have coming up is our uh our, our as live broadcast of um what it's like in a japanese arcade so we've made it into our first game station um it's really noisy steve yes hi We've made it to our first game station. It's quite noisy in here, isn't it? It's really, really noisy. Uh, but there are, after two floors of crane machines, uh, there are improbably some actual games here. Can you describe what you're going to be playing, Steve? Well, there are um, 
two, there are four machines of that Tyco game over there. Um, there's a fighting game, Gamba Legends. Uh, I can't read the rest of it. And then there's Arsenal Base. What's Arsenal Base? <laughs> no idea. It's got cards, hasn't it? It's got. Oh, it's, it must be a card trading game. You place your cards in those slots at the front. Uh, you can see some examples of the cards, I think, at the top. Um, there's a couple of fighting games down here behind me. What's this on? I mean, I don't know. It all looks great, but I've got absolutely no idea what it is or how to there's play them. There's a lot going on in this. There's some dancing uh, ladies. Some anime girls uh, with microphones. There isn't much way of interacting, it seems. Two uh, buttons. Yeah, two buttons. Um, and, and, crucially, a coin slot. Um, are you going to brave any or not? What's this? This looks like um, bit trip, does it? It's a fever. It's a rhythm. It's like para para or something. Isn't right. it? Oh, you wave your hands. Oh no no no! It is hitting. So it's going da 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 da. Left right left right left right all the way along that. Groove coaster. There we go. Oh, so it's literally an arcade version of the. Hmm. Oh, like your Japanese is holding up today. Isn't it? <laughs> 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 We've just arrived on the fourth floor of uh, Taito Game Station. Uh, the fourth floor is advertised as music games, arcade games and metal games. Um, our responsible adult, Jonathan Smith, has suggested that we don't attend the fifth floor, uh, which is stated as simply... <laughs> Brooming. Brooming. <laughs> so the noise you can hear at the moment is... Uh, well, it looks like quite an old man uh, playing a game called pop music. No, it's, it's pop and music, or pop and music. It's, uh, a, it's a rhythm action game. Yeah, I used to have the Dreamcast controller for that. I was not this good. How old does that man look? And he, he looks like a businessman, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. He's a businessman. It's quarter past ten in the morning. Right, so we're trying to work out how to play things. Steve, you have an observation. Uh, there's a man playing what looks like a... Well, I guess it's a grand version of one of those peer machines where you feed in coins and they go down slots and then you win more coins. What's called coin pushers? Coin pushers. So he's got like a pushing technique uh, where he, he puts like, I don't know, ten coins in each hand and then jiggles his fingers and they all go in at once. I've never seen anything like it. What do you think he's like between the sheets? <laughs> this is one of the equivalents of, again, those, uh, those games you get in... Um, appears where you bet on horses except for it's massive uh, there are ten chairs ten stools around the size ten stools around this huge huge table with mechanical horses Jonathan Smith just arrived with 200 pounds each what are we going to spend it on Jonathan? I should buy horses <laughs> okay so Jonathan's steer now on um, a game that's costing 100 yen each uh, it's a game called Buddies, I think. Um, it looks... Uh, so they're standing opposite two uh, spherical screens uh, where the objective seems to be uh, you need to bash the outside of the screens um, in time with something. Uh, it looks like it's starting now. Uh, the current game is... No, the current game is finished. Uh, Steve, did you have fun? It was amazing. It was absolutely fantastic. I don't, maybe it's a 200 yen game and that's us. Well, it says there are two credits. Uh, jo Jonathan seems to be in. Um, you can pair... You can plug your headphones in. Uh, it looks like... Maybe I'm waiting for you to select. Okay. Uh, we're still unclear what's going on. Um, although there was a camera at the top of the... Uh, arcade machine, which is focused exclusively on Jonathan's chest. <laughs> so, um, so it's a picture. Right, he's had a picture of his chest taken. Uh, he's now crouching down, and away he goes. Well, the purpose of the photo is uncertain. Oh, it's just a signify who's playing. Okay, so it's taken quite a while to get into the game. We're getting value for our 100 yen. Uh, 
think he's trying to get a refund out out of the machine. He's, he's, he's one of those kids who <laughs> tries to stick his arm up a two-penny falls machine. <laughs> okay, Jonathan selected the basic mode. Uh, basic level four, with you, it says. Although, yeah, it's taken a couple of minutes just to get going. It says, please wait until the front end. Come on, then. And it, now it is a pushing button on the outside of the screen. So there's eight uh, buttons around a circle, uh, and as the music plays, Jonathan has to hit those buttons. How would you describe the, those buttons inside of like, the sound? Because it's like, a little bit plasticky, aren't they? Classic buttons. Uh, it's now added um, some complications to it, where Jonathan had to hit two at the same time. It does seem quite simple, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, he's playing on basic, isn't he? Basic level four. And now he's getting perfect. He's on a combo of four. Um, Two-handed there, the yellow icons. So I, I guess the gimmick with this is that it's a, a circular screen, right? Yeah. Right. That's it. That's it. And that's what I it takes a photo of your chest. <laughs> Which is being projected, I'd imagine, on the outside <laughs> of the building. Is it? But below Godzilla's head. Exactly. Okay, yeah, some. Oh, it's turning touch screen now yeah. as well. Hello. That was unexpected. So you can either touch the screen or the buttons, making the buttons almost redundant. Yeah. I'm a bit confused there. Ah, you Yeah. So when it when you have those bars you've got to go at the right speed rather than do it as quickly as possible. So break your hand in the bar. There we go. He's on a combo of 68. He's got it. I'm surprised that there aren't crowds Whoa. gathering. <laughs> He's done well to maintain yeah. the combo here. He's up to 90 Nine now. Three. One of those. Yeah, he moves slightly too fast on the uh, on the drag. Uh, He's alright. It's a just. Okay. Combo hits 100. It's hit 100. Congratulations, Jonathan. Uh, and now a little bear on a trapeze. And then it's taken a picture of him, has it? Or his chest. Clear! Well, Jonathan, can you talk us through that? A double A score? Oh, it was incredible, thank you. I, I was one with the music. <laughs> Seven out of ten. It was an abrupt ending, Steve. And you're still muted. I think Steve is now stuck on mute. He's, uh, he's, uh, no, he's, he's off. Okay, it. there we go. There I'm we off go. mute. Um, yeah, I muted myself uh, because, well, one, I was enjoying that and giggling all the way through. Thank you for uh, preparing that, Simon, from our from our audio snippets. Secondly, because I wanted to do a little bit of research into what that game is. Okay, and what did you find? It's called Mai Mai, M-A-I-M-A-I. Uh, it's an arcade rhythm game developed and distributed by Sega. Hmm. I didn't know. Came out in 2012, although obviously there have been many, many, many more versions of it that uh, most recently. And I assume this is the one we were playing. DX Buddies released in Japan on September the 14th, 2023. Whoa. So it was reasonably yeah. new. So we it were really, establishing really was. high scores that are presumably still there. Um, the thing I like most from this article, though, uh, is that it said, the defining feature of Mai Mai's arcade cabinet is a striking resemblance to a front-loading washing machine. <laughs> Which is true, right? Is That's true. the reference. Early advertisements and promotional materials had different joke catchphrases sprinkled in, such as, it's not a washing machine and no water. At first deployment test, Mai Mai had a no washing sign written on its cabinet. Um, yeah, so early in development, the original concept was actually a music player rather than a rhythm game. Um, huh. I really, really enjoyed it, Simon. Uh, I do note that from your reportage of the event, you didn't point out that I was the best. No, uh, who, but Jonathan played it first, didn't he? 
yeah, true. And I did learn from from his uh, his adventuring inside the system. I did enjoy it. You also pointed out we had very different techniques, me and Jonathan. Well, indeed, but yeah, you. I mean, your your combo went. Um, didn't you get all the notes? Yeah, I got all the notes. All the I got notes. All the notes. But I, I, Jonathan, very precise, touching me. I was a slap, slap, slap on the buttons. Is it not mentioned on that Wikipedia page that you've got all the notes? As, as, it as, should be, as alongside no a photo it. of my chest exactly. somewhere. Um, what do you think about the arcade generally, Simon? I was... So I grew up in arcades, um, mm. you know, Boscombe Pier, Bournemouth Pier, any pier, an arcade on it, I was there. <laughs> so I'm quite comfortable with the environment. Mm. I felt very uncomfortable in Tokyo in that I, I was just too nervous to do anything. I mean, the the, um, the coin dropping pachinko machine and the, and the techniques mm-hmm. that people were doing. And yeah. again, that, that businessman was there for as long as we were. And yeah. he was in a sort of curtained off arcade machine. You could mm. just see his legs and his arms flailing uh, <laughs> as he was doing whatever he was doing at half past 10 in the morning. I agree. Um, I mean, we went early in our trip, right? And so we were still sort of getting used to, Used to everything. I think I was a bit when when you talk when I was talking about the horse racing game there. I did sort of flash back to being there and just feel yeah a bit nervous about embarrassed about putting some money in there. Uh, really, kind of slightly regret that because I would have liked to yeah. experience experience that and some of the other things there as well. Although, truthfully. I mean, listening to that, you hear a lot of noise in the background, but almost all of that noise, it sounds like a vibrant place, almost all of that noise was the machines. There were very few people there, and there were actually kind of not that many arcade games there. I would say at least half, maybe three-fifths of this Taito arcade uh, was not arcade machines, but claw machines, right? Um, I think the first two floors were entirely just those claw-grabbing games, which is, which really, you know, <laughs> I, I don't, it didn't surprise me because I've I've been to one of these places in, you know, like a dragon or in Yakuza before, and that's what they're like. But it did surprise me on a human level because when I see one of those machines, I'm like, don't we all get it now? They're rigged, you know. You can't actually win the prize until it tells you to, and uh, maybe that's the conceit we all buy into. Yeah, it's just a, like a lottery game that eventually you'll get the toy inside there. Still, it surprises me that that lottery game holds for two floors of a big building. And we were never, we certainly weren't brave enough to go up to the brooming floor. Where we, were we? <laughs> we didn't. We didn't go brooming. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> No, we didn't. Sadly. Um, Jonathan did play uh, Initial D, um, but the audio of that was yeah. uh, was, was was pretty dull, and 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 the race went on for quite some time. But it was um, yeah, but it was a story based car yeah. racing game. So he would race. He would have to you know track down someone, tail them for a while, and then you get a cutscene in the middle, um, and then he'd continue, and then it would essentially say, "Well done." Insert a coin for the next chapter. Uh, which we did not do. Didn't do, no, but there we go. That was our visit to an arcade. Yeah, uh, very, very noisy, um, overwhelming uh, all of the senses. Um, And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, it was a great environment to experience, but one which uh, I was too embarrassed to actually enjoy myself. It's time for the letters. We don't have any letters. <laughs> Sounds an optimistic use of the uh, of the theme there. We don't have any letters. How is that? Like four weeks ago or something, Simon? We had a glut of letters. Yeah. We had too too many. Everyone was so good. We should have um, we should have uh, rationed them, shouldn't we? We should. We should. Um, it's ridiculous. Come on. It takes seconds to write to us. It takes even less to post a uh, message in Discord, which you can do in the mailbag channel. Uh, but if you want to do it old school, you can email us by emailing team at onelifeleft.com. Please do that for next week. Don't don't make us incentivize it again. Yeah, um, I was just scrolling through the Discord there. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. We've got plenty of reviews, which we could come to shortly. Mm-hmm. We do have but no letters. Uh, any other business, Simon? 
Um, not for me at the moment, no. Um, we're about to kick off Jingle Jam at Yogg's Cast. Uh, starts on Friday, two weeks of fun, japes, laughter, and raising a lot of money for charity. Um, so that'll be on the Yogg's Cast Twitch channel for two weeks and across many other, loads of other content creators getting involved. Uh, this year so you should be seeing lots of that and the games collection um which is available to anybody who donates above um 35 dollars uh is looking really impressive this year i have to say and for the first time ever somebody's going to be launching a brand new game into the jingle jam collection so uh yeah that's which is super cool you'll be able to get a copy of make way which is this uh brilliant racing game uh, where you design your course um, and then race it. So if you imagine sort of circuit breakers um, or micro machines crossed with something like Ultimate Chicken Horse, uh, it's a lot of fun, and you'll be able to get that as part of the Jingle Jam collection this year. And there may be some more One Life Left adjacent Jingle Jam news next week, uh, but we will talk about that then. Uh, I'm off to slush tomorrow, Simon. Yes, that's the business-focused event in, uh, is it in Iceland? No, where is it? It's in Helsinki. Helsinki. Uh, in Finland. Finland. Uh, I'm going out there for work for three days. I'll be there uh, Tuesday evening until Friday afternoon. Very, very excited about the meetings and the people I'm going to be seeing over there. And excited as well to do Marioki on Tuesday night with the Nordic game lot. Um which we did last year, and it was super, super, super fun. So if you are out in slush, uh, let us know. Um, you know, if you hear this before Monday, let us know, and I'll get you a ticket for the Nordic Game Party. What, 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 what is slush? I've never been. So it's um, it's tech and investment focused. It's Ooh. huge. Uh the, the way you can tell it's huge is that flight prices out there are absolutely insane. Right. I'm so a hotel. So I am staying in a slightly weird Airbnb. Uh, okay. On your own seems, or, or with or with colleagues? Uh, staying on my own. It seems very friendly. You know, the guy's already messaged me a couple of times, say if we need any breakfast recommendations, he can uh, sort us out. Got a free gym pass if I want to go to the gym. Definitely don't. Right. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that and looking forward to not being murdered in my Airbnb. There's also a load of side events. So one of those is the whole Nordic game thing and the parties. And I am already pre-registered for too many parties, Simon. I'm going to do a bit of heart party hopping. But there is an event at the Icelandic Ambassadors uh, place. Okay. Uh, it just says drinks with the First Lady of Iceland. Right. And is this via the conference or via the Airbnb? <laughs> no, this is this is via the conference. And, uh, you know, it's a side event, official side event. Now, I think uh, in order to be invited to this, or it, sorry, really, it's a, in, the, in the invite thing, it, it tells you uh, who the event is focused on. I'm pretty sure it says it's focused on investors. Okay which I am not, or founders, which Ooh. I am. Yeah. So so could go along to that. Um, unfortunately, it's not focused on media, and the reason that's relevant is One Life Left has a media pass oh, for Slush this year. Excellent. So in the same manner as you recorded some clips out in Japan, um, I'm going to record some in Slush as well. Great. Uh, uh, some of the see what gaming content I can find over there, uh, even if it's just me on stage at Marioki tomorrow night. We'll see. Oh, that'd be good to get some opinion from the First Lady of Iceland, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> Shall I? What do, what do you think of Mario, about Marioki? Yeah. I did. I, I have signed up to another karaoke event, a uh, rival karaoke event on Thursday night, Okay, um, which is hosted by uh, three drag queens from London. So we might have some guests on next week's One Life Left as well. Great. We'll see. We'll see. You, uh, you, yeah. you never stay still, do you? You were away last week as well, and you were in Japan the week before. Mm, it's been a busy, busy, busy time. Uh, yes. It's been a busy end of the year. I think that's it, though, for the end of the year. Well, um, I'd hope so. Yeah. 
but we'll see where January takes us. <laughs> I've got some things to say about that, but I'll have to save them uh, for next Monday. Okay. Well, I look forward to it. Right. Um, it is 12 minutes to go. So probably about time for One Life Less Reviews. Simon, you've got a new gaming laptop. What have you been playing on it? Uh, yes, I've started Cyberpunk again accidentally. Um, <laughs> so, yes, I was uh, keen to try out the um, the AI frame generation. Not that I need it because I've got an i7 RTX 4060, actually, which is, you know, which goes up to um, 140 watts. I don't know. Isn't that different, though, if it's in a um, in a laptop? Aren't Hence the reference about wattage, Stee. Um, okay. Because some laptops have them underclocked, of course. Uh, yes, right. it's not the equivalent of a full, you know, desktop. Yeah, it just seems seems a bit disingenuous, Simon, to be going around <laughs> calling it a 4060 when it's actually a 4060 small uh, lowercase m. What, on par with last year's 3060 Ti's, Steve? These are all the things that you see <laughs> referenced. I don't understand that. What do you mean? <laughs> don't know. Um, but yeah, so I loaded up uh, Cyberpunk and uh, yeah, now I've started it and I'm, I'm just about to embark on the heist with Jackie. I hope nothing mm. happens to Jackie because um, <laughs> I really do like him. Mm. Um, all seems to be going very well for us. Um, I started off as a street kid this time round, having done, having finished the game as a nomad previously. Um, yeah, you so you get the option to just to jump straight into Phantom Liberty. It says, mm-hmm. "What do you want to do? Do you want to start a new game? Would you want to jump into Phantom Liberty?" Brackets not recommended. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Yeah, no, thanks for that. And and rather than um, reload my uh, my save from a couple of years ago. Um, I have to say, it looks brilliant on the Ally as well. Um, and so I'm very much enjoying the sort of cloud syncing of games and that you can play it on the laptop and then and then play it on the handheld. Um, it's really good. So, yes, uh, hopefully we'll be getting up to Phantom Liberty in about 10 hours, they say. <laughs> um, so it'd be good. I loaded up uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. And to my eyes, I mean, who needs to see red when you're playing Spider-Man? But to my eyes, it looks as good as the PlayStation 5 version on, on this little old laptop. Um, and then uh, I finished Robocop. Uh, and that's um, like all games. I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was great fun. Uh, but... I thought I was finishing it maybe three hours before I finished it. Um, And there was one bit, you're like, oh, cool, what a great... There was a moment in it where I thought it was going to end just in sort of like the best way without, Mm -hmm. you know, without without one more boss battle or one more sort of super hard thing. And I thought, oh, this is exactly how you'd end a film like that. And then it went, oh no, we're going to, we're going to, you're going to have to do one more thing again. Oh, okay. But it's still great. And I, um, cause we are uh, still in the steam, steam autumn sale. I, I bought the Terminator game, which I played the first sort of 20 minutes of made by the same team. Um, and, uh, yeah, that looks good, but I fear I've been distracted by cyberpunk. So that's maybe <laughs> all, all you'll hear for the next few weeks, seven out of 10. Uh, I haven't played very much, and at the same time, I've played a lot. And the thing I've played a lot of is Puzmo, the game that I talked about last week, uh, which is um, the new... What do they call them? He has a word for them. Thoughtful Puzzle Games uh, collection by friend of the show, uh, Zach Gage. Uh, and last week, I, I think I mentioned that I, you know, I, I've, I've been really enjoying some parts of it, and other parts of it I don't get. One of those things that I wasn't sure about was the crossword. Now I am a big New York Times crossword fan, and I think I mentioned last week on the show that it's almost foolhardy to try and go up against the New York Times crossword because it's such a cultural institution in the US. I don't know how you manage to take that thing down. Now, the thing is, one of the things I really, really like about playing games made by people who are smarter than me is understanding why I've got things wrong. And I always had this sort of feeling that 
there would be something there that I wasn't quite getting at that point and would learn. And so it proved with the crossword. So the crossword is not an attempt to uh, do something versus the New York Times, but instead either complement it or kind of replace it by being different. Now, yes, it has those different rules, but the thing that is really different about it is the time it takes universally. New York Times crossword is hard. Uh, it gets harder throughout the week, and sometimes on Fridays and Saturdays specifically, it can take me half an hour or longer to beat that crossword, and I enjoy that half an hour. It's great. The one on um, on Puzmo is designed to be done quickly, and even when it's challenging, I can do it under 10 minutes, and that's because... A, uh, the clues are differently set up. It's just an easier crossword. But B, because of the size of it, which is neither the small New York Times crossword or the big New York Times crossword, it is between it is MIDI. And variously, it's different shapes and sizes as well. But it's always quite small. It's doable. It's manageable. And the fact that it's done under 10 minutes is... It makes it much more, uh, much easier for me to just go, oh, yeah, I'll do that and know it's over with. The other thing is the clues themselves are more modern. It doesn't mind breaking conventions. It also doesn't mind being a bit sexy sometimes. Simon. What? I know. Surprised what? me. It's just a four-letter crossword. <laughs> is it? It's four-letter words. No spoilers. Uh, but it was, yeah, it's it's definitely aiming, I think, at a younger demographic um, and a demographic that is time poor. Now, that speaks to the only criticism I still have of Puzmo. It is fully possible to turn off every uh, metric that it is scoring on you. You can just play these things for fun, but you know the scoring is there in the background. And so many of those scoring schemes, in fact, I think all of them have something to do with time. There is a natural time pressure to all of these games, and I just don't like playing those games like that. All of the games, even Time Type Shift, which I generally find quite drudgy, would be better if they had the timer removed, at least for me. And I would love it if there could be a mode in the back end that switches off the timer and allows you to compare your scores with everyone else on a scoring scheme that has no time involved. Um, other than that, like I'm much more in love with the site than I was last week. And if you are into those sort of games, I'd encourage you to quickly subscribe before the deals run out, which they will this week, I think. Are they letting people in now? Um, there is, There are increasingly open ways you can get in. And for Thanksgiving, there is a thing that anyone inside can share, which gets everyone in. There's also a free-to-download puzzle book, I think, for everyone, which you can solve a puzzle and that gets you in. So if you really want to get into Puzzmo, uh, just go to the site, have a look. I'm sure you'll be able to get in. If you can't, join One Life Left's Discord and I'll send you a code that gets you in. Seven out of ten. Look at you in our very own Cyber Monday's deals. You're <laughs> welcoming listeners into the fold. I mean, obviously, I was desperate to get in because you couldn't get in, and now I'm in. Mm. I don't use it, so yeah, yeah of course. You know, uh, it's, it's, I just, also... it's just me and my my, my Puzmo account, my Google Circles account. I also came third in really bad chess the other day, uh, which remains my favourite of all of the games. It's absolutely brilliant, brilliant uh, take on chess. Uh, I did want to say I've also been playing Pixel Cup Soccer. Have you played that? This is literally the first time I've heard of it. Mm, it's a really nice arcade soccer thing. Lots and lots of features. Uh, has quite an annoying tutorial thing where you're trying to do something and it pops up, goes, hey, have you tried this? You can turn it off. Uh, I haven't played it enough to give it a full review yet, but I played a couple of friendly matches and it was really good fun. Seven out of ten. £9.79 on the Steam store. Look at that. Currently 30% off. You've got 28 hours left as of the time that we're recording. So We need a bargain section, don't we? Uh, that's what the kids do. Like it does look nice, actually. Hmm. That's the second it. time you've said Billy's Bargains today. Is it? <laughs> well, what's that mean? Billy Bargains. <gasps> Talking of which, mm. um, I've asked since Tokyo, I've asked maybe eight or nine people if they know what the dogs are barking means. Oh, yeah. First person to say yes was yesterday. Like, okay. yeah. Okay. Like, and and was that someone who's, who's insane? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> or maybe actually, I don't know. Uh, no, it was, it was, it wasn't. Um, but up until that point, I genuinely thought I was going mad a little bit. Listeners, if you know what dogs are barking, the dogs are barking. If Steve was to say to you late one <laughs> night, as he did, that the dogs are barking, would you feel safe or would you feel concerned? <laughs> Okay, uh, don't look it up on the internet. If you could let us know what you think mm-hmm. Steve meant by saying when he said the dogs are barking. I led in to you. Bearing in mind that we were in, you know, <laughs> quite a sexy part of Tokyo as well. So I wasn't <laughs> quite sure what he was referencing, but his dogs were barking. <laughs> uh, please let us they know were. what you think he meant by emailing team at onelifeleft.com. Well, Steve, the dogs are barking for the show, aren't they? <laughs> or are they? Woof, woof. Thank you for it's listening. It's the end of the show. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you to Resonance FM for hosting once again. It's been super fun. Uh, we will see you all this time next week. But until then, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Uh, what do I do? Hit stop.